Hey, what is up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Lost in Japan, your one-stop podcast for everything you need to know about Japan. Uh, kind of. Um, I'm your host, Jay Reisman. Um, how is it going, everybody? What is up, lads? It seems like the summer is still lingering here. It gets pretty cold at night, but um, in the daytime, when it's a sunny day, especially, oh, it's nice. <laughs> Driving down on the street just by that, you can just feel the wind just blessing you. Um, but yeah, since the last time, I actually did a lot of things uh, that I want to share. Even though it wasn't all successful, but <laughs> at least I tried.、Um, so I went to Seattle to see a baseball game. And Seattle Mariners, Mari, Mar, Mariners, no, Mariners, right? <laughs> Seattle, Seattle Mariners versus Angels, which Shohei Otani, the legendary player of all time, Was supposed to be there, and I heard he was there, but、uh, eventually he didn't show up in the game. And、uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it was a waste, but you know, <laughs> I was just there to see him, and he wasn't even in the bench. I heard he, w- he got injured in his like pregame practice or something like that. Well, he was having like trouble whatnot, and like he hasn't been in the game for like 10 or 11 games in a row. But、um, yeah,、uh, there were three days in Seattle for them, but he didn't show up for like, any other game. So that was unfortunate. But,、um, but it was actually a quite a pleasant experience just watching the you know, actual MLB game in person.、Um, yeah,、uh, me and my friend drove from Vancouver. It's only like, you know, three, four hours drive. And、um, we wanted to go there a little early to see the museum flight. Since Seattle is famous for like aviation industry, like airplanes,、uh, firefighters. Oh no, not firefighters. It's just, I guess, like fighters and、uh, Air Force. And、uh, it was actually interesting to look around. but When we got there, it was 4 40 p.m. because we left here around lunchtime. And I didn't know the museum was supposed to close at 5. <laughs> And at the reception, they were like, Oh, I mean, it's gonna close in 15 minutes. Are you sure you wanna go in? And I was like, She, I didn't know. But I was down to like pay the price and go in, just, you know, run through. But、uh, this is never gonna happen in Japan, but they just like let us in for free. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I mean, it's just 15 minutes. You can you can only see you know, like, a part of it, so like, yeah, just go in. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> And、uh, we actually got to see, yeah, like most part of it, like, we you know, like, scanned through, but like, got to actually like, ride on Air Force One, Apollo 13, or B 29. And it was, yeah, actually really interesting. If you ever go to Seattle, I would recommend <laughs> taking a look around it. And、uh, yeah, we went to watch the game. And you know what? It was actually really fun
I love the culture of sports in North American uh, country, uh, continent. Is like, like audience plays a part of the game. Like you participate and like you be a part of it. Whereas, at least in my experience in Japan, like audience is like, is there to be entertained. I mean, like some people go hard, but like they're they're there to see the show kind of vibe. But here, like you become a member of a team almost, and like you play the part. And like whatever the show they put on the stage, like you feel like you're part of it too. Like.、Um, You know, like signboard, they always do like a little banter, like kiss cam, or like who wore it better, or you know, like bring up your dogs. Oh yeah, that's another thing I was like blown away. Is like <laughs> people can bring their dogs. Like what the hell? It's a <laughs> freaking baseball dog. And、um, you know what? The safety measures are different too. So like you don't. Have much of a net in front of you. Like there are back nets, but like it's not completely blocking your sight. Like all the goddamn Japanese baseball games do. Like you actually can feel them really up close. You can almost like you can even hear them or touch them. But、um, yeah, and the ticket is not even that expensive. I mean, US dollar right now is. Crazy, but even th- even then, like it, the cheapest seats like twelve bucks. <laughs> but、uh, yeah, we got something somewhere like good and close to the angel, so that we got to see Shohei. But unfortunately, he wasn't there. Well, goddamn it! But you know, <laughs> there were a fair amount of、uh, Japanese people too, and we actually got to.、Uh, Like wear the uniforms, and、uh, yeah, it was just like a whole experience of a baseball in MLB.、It、was fun. And on the way back,、um, when I dropped off my friend, <laughs> damn, and took her to home, and then like I parked, I guess closer to the curb, but it, it was still on the road. But I felt something in my rear tire. And I was like, "Oh damn, did I scratch?" But I didn't hear the scratch. And all of a sudden, my car like gives me a notification that's like, "You know,、uh, your rear tire has some problem." I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> and when I went back home in the dark, it was so we we came back like you know one two a.m. and、uh, exhausted, tired, and I found out I stepped on a nail. <laughs> and、um, yeah, it was like punctured. I could hear the air leaking.、Um, yeah, and you know it's 2 a.m. in the middle of the night, <laughs> so nobody can help.、Uh, well, I went back to my home, and then I try to find something to like you know <laughs> fill the hole, but I couldn't find anything. So like I started to chew gum. And like, trying to put around the nail.、Um, yeah, it was like deep in. I couldn't even like pull it out. And、uh, 
next day when I brought it to tire shop which is even a bullshit because I on that day I was supposed to pick up snow tires because uh, it was stretched in a tire shop which is a, a little bit far from my home um, and I called them they put me hold for 40 minutes and finally got to talk to them they're like oh you shouldn't drive it here if it's punctured I'm like, what the fuck what you like and then, but I needed to oh, do something about it. So I uh, called the closest tire shop and they were like, yeah, just bring it in. We have, you know, you can just come in, walk in. And I was like, sweet. And I drove there and they took a look, said, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. The first thing they, <laughs> they said, as soon as they saw it. And it was like, the nail went through the tire to the side and it was completely flat and what they said next was even worse was since your tires all the other three tires uh, only has like three millimeters left if you only put if you put new one in this one rear tire it has which has 10 millimeters it'll have more than three millimeter differences between the new one and old ones and we're not allowed to do it by law and I was like, the shit? <laughs> so you can't just change one tire and I can carry on? Uh, they were like, yeah, no, you gotta buy all new tires. And I was like, damn. So I asked my friend to pick up my snow tires and put them all on, which I already had. And I was gonna get it and sell it on a Craigslist or something to make like, you know, a thousand bucks or so. But... I guess it's all gone just because I stepped on that fucking nail. Who puts a freaking nail on the road? But I was like, I mean, I guess it's part of the journey, you know? Like, <laughs> it is what it is. I couldn't do any better. I shouldn't even give her a ride in the first place. Like, there are so many choices and decisions I could have made, but, you know. <clears throat> Things happen in life, and I guess I gotta let it slide. So that was pretty much like a Nakitsura Nihachi day. I don't know if I did this proverb, but Nakitsura Nihachi means like uh, you get beaten up over and over, like like a, having a terrible day kind of thing. Oh yeah, and even worse, next day I try to send my like clothes and stuff to Japan. Um, I couldn't like carry on like three, four bags, right? Like I have too many already. So <laughs> I decided to send a box full of clothes and books and whatnot. And it doesn't matter how heavy it is. And it just matters like how big the box is. I, I didn't even like fill up the box and it was like $280. And Plus, I have to do some documentation when I get to Japan and like you know, apply and everything. And it was just a shit show, holy. <laughs> but um, at that night, I was invited to like a little fancy like night out, and uh, my friend Tulio, uh, we were flatmates, and he works at a restaurant bar. And they were celebrating one of their co-workers' um, birthday. 
and like I was just there to witness what a nice fine dine is. It ended up, man, it was like almost $200 each. It, to be fair, it was a nice steak, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess we had a, a little bit of wine and everything, but um, yeah, one of them, I guess the birthday girl was Japanese, Akiho, and she, like Tulio introduced her to me as like a geisha, <laughs> and I was like, what, geisha, like I was like so interested in like your life, I've never seen any like real one up close to like talk to, but uh, she ended up like being a kebakura joe, which is like a hostess in Japan. But uh, yeah, she seems to be like, be proud of it almost, and like always brag about it. <laughs> it was kind of funny to see, but um, we had seafood, steaks, uh, dessert, wines, and everything. I'm gonna guess, makes sense, $200, fancy horse. But guess who I met though at the restaurant? Oh yeah, this so this leads to something. Another episode is um, I I met this guy uh, in the film industry that I gave away my ticket. Oh, okay, well I think it's like episode three or so. But um, <laughs> uh, let's recap. When I last year when I went to Ginger Root music concert, I I had an extra ticket and I gave away. An extra ticket to a random guy at the venue, and he was about to buy the ticket. And he was like, "Are you sure? Are you gonna give this to me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not? I have an extra." And he was so nice, gave me a beer, and invited me to his own home party at Christmas. And he ended up being in film industry, and that's how I met all these like Netflix actors and movie actresses. And I'm like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" But the guy. Was celebrating his mother's birthday at the restaurant, and like we met at the hallway, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Oh my god!" And um, and weirdly enough, that day was my mom's birthday too. So I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> But uh, yeah, that definitely like brought us back memories. And um, since I'm doing like a little barbecue thingy, like I invited him. But you know, like it, it was almost kind of like felt like a miracle because that was like my first couple months that I started, you know, life in Vancouver, and now I'm ending and like I see him again. How crazy! Maybe that shows how small, uh, how much of a how much of a small society Vancouver is. Maybe, but um, it was kind of cool. And the next day, Tulia and I went to Whistler to do a skydiving. <laughs> and oh man, I don't know how much of you have done skydiving, but it is so much fun. <laughs> I mean, I knew it. It was my second time, and uh, I. Really wanted to do it in Whistler because I knew how beautiful the scenery is. And last time I did it in Colorado, it was great too. It was a great experience, but it was like a, you know, like everything was brown. It wasn't even like sunny. It's a little bit even cloudy. <laughs> I mean, it, it was great, but like I always wanted to do 
skydiving with like a scenery and this time we actually got to jump from above the mountain and oh <laughs> just uh, recalling back just gives me chills um, so my friend Tulio, that was his first time he was always like oh yeah I want to do it like, now I'm a little bit afraid but like you know he's a big man and I like pump him up and let's fucking do this and of course we were nervous before and then like after we go into a little plane it's a Cessna you know like a small plane there's no not even like a seat you just like lay down on the uh, floor and then you go up and up and, and the pilot is like teenager little girl <laughs> and um, it was just so chill no other customer there and it's just like outside of Whistler no tourists no nothing it's just like chill airplane farm ish and it's right next to golf course and the rivers and like it's in the valley so we can see the mountains and just being there is just such a nice day blue sky no cloud beautiful mountains a little bit hazy from the smoke but we can clearly see everything and we get on the plane oh my god we didn't even like wear anything like any gears like we got the harness of, of <laughs> obviously but uh i thought we we're gonna wear like jumpsuits gloves and you know helmets and everything but we just like put the harness on short sleeve they were like oh yeah it's nice up there it's like five degrees it's not even cold we were like whoa <laughs> Like we felt so underdressed and then like the briefing was like not even three minutes They're like, oh, you've done it. You good and then like <laughs> even for the first time in Tulio Like you do this and when I touch your shoulder you let go your hand and just enjoy the view <laughs> They didn't even explain the landing or anything. They were like, yeah, let's fucking go And it just looked so casual and so chill the dock there was super chill and there was only like four or five people working as a staff and yeah everyone was so chill <laughs> and as we go up in the sky on a plane just goes like we can't even like hear each other much and then like we just like pump each other up but the scenery is beautiful even from the plane you can see the lake on top of the mountain a little glacier and when you go above the mountain, we start getting ready, gear up everything, and the pilot reaches the other side of the plane and like push it open the door. <laughs> and last time I did it, the door was completely open from the start until the point I, where I get to in the sky, where I jump off. So it wasn't uh like scary when they like you know went up the sky it was like already loud and i can feel the outside and i have the seatbelt on and everything but this time it was like she pushed out the door and then at the same time the plane goes like <laughs> lose a little balance and i was like holy shit and uh once they open the door it's like you know the chaos and noise and you know, you were in the air. 
And um, yeah, as soon as they open the door, they go like, let's let's go, you know, on three, one, two, three, and he jumps off, and I go to the second one, and one, two, three, and you hear nothing but just the freefall wind, and the freefall lasts like 30 seconds, but it feels like eternity. And you're going down, 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 enjoy the view. If you look down, there are like, you know, golf course, rivers, beautiful mountains, and blue sky. And seeing those from above falling down was just amazing. Um, like, literally, all I can think of is like, oh, what a beautiful scenery. And. If I don't pay attention, I stop breathing, and like the only thing I know I have to do is breathing, because if I don't breathe, I, I'm gonna die. Um, my ear trying to pop, so like I try to swallow, but like I can't swallow. Like the wind's too strong, and it's just I think it's the closest to almost like you know near death experience. Like in, as like a you know instinct, and your body start to actually like response to like focus on living, and I'm like I gotta breathe. <laughs> but that kicks in as like you know uh, adrenaline and dopamine. You know, I felt that I'm living in the moment. Like that environment forced me to appreciate that I'm alive. That you know, I, I am falling down, and I am enjoying it. You know, <laughs> like literally live for the moment and living in the moment. But once they open the parachute, which is like the most satisfying moment, is like, oh, yes, it opened. <laughs> But um, yeah, once they open the parachute, it's. Almost like you know, taking a walk in the air. It feels so nice, especially when you like go left and right, catching the wind and like twisting around. It's so much fun.、Um, the whole experience should be like within ten minutes, I would say, like even less. But man, oh man, I no, yeah, I love skydiving. Like no wonder people get hooked on. One of my bucket list was like you know. Um, wingsuits, which is pretty actually、uh, pretty hard to do. Actually, like you would have to do at least two hundred or four hundred skydives solo to even be on the start line. So instead, I kind of want to do like jump off from a helicopter with a snowboard on, and then like free fall parachute, and then like snowboard down to the mountain. <laughs> That would be my another bucket list. <laughs> Guess I gotta do it while I'm young. And moreover,、uh, I was so happy that、uh, Tulio, my friend, enjoyed it so much too.、Um, yeah, it's the last time I when I did it, I was I did like myself, like not solo, like as a tandem. But like my friend couldn't do it, and、uh, I just did it by myself. And it was great, and that's why I did it again. But this time, there was there to like share the happiness, share the same joy, and I was so happy that he enjoyed it. And at least you know, 
And I guess, like, as a st I asked the staff, be like, you know, like, we can't stop smiling. This is like, just pure joy. And they're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it seems like most of the people, I mean, I guess, like, you would have to be ready to go in because the contra contract says, like, you know, uh, we do not guarantee that you come back alive. We do not guarantee the parachute works. You would take full responsibility of your choices and whatnot. <laughs> like, and I have to like, you know, sign everything and, you know, guardians and everything. But it seems like most of the time people, you know, put the smile on their face and come back. And yeah, no wonder. It is fun. And I understand it's scary if you've never done it, but um, I can't guarantee it every time it works. But it's the same as, you know, car, airplane, cruise, anything. But um, the sensation you feel, it's almost like you're forced, like pulled into a state of like, enjoy this moment. Is nothing like anything else. <laughs> you can only feel it when you're free-falling. But yeah, and we had so much fun. We still had, you know, like we wanted to keep the fun going or like we wanted to like calm down, but like we didn't know what to do. And on the way back, we found this little sign says, we want to go shooting. And <laughs> we actually like do a UE, came back to the sign and then like, the gate was closed, but we tried to call them and they gave us a code and we opened the gate and there was actual shooting range and <laughs> we shot like five guns, do some shotguns, handgun, rifles, and uh, we even did this, three, it's called 300 PRC, it's a huge gigantic sniper, sniper rifle that it's on a tripod and you sit down and you actually like shoot with your body <laughs> and three bullets 50 bucks and we both did it and no regrets it was amazing <laughs> i don't know what's with me with guns but i'm pretty confident with like shooting skills and i know it's not only just shooting precise like precision if you want to be a good shooter but like at least I can hit the target, you know? So yeah, it was... <laughs> my friend like shot like AK-47. But surprisingly, the guns that they had, and it was like uh, family owned, like in, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they just have like, you know, target and range. And, but their guns were like really well maintained. Like even I could tell. Not only it's beautiful and clean, but the sights and grips are like solid, like it's precise, like I, I, I never missed target and it was great. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's a little bit like Retinicky community, I guess, but like, you know, they were nice people and she, daughter and father were there and then they were closing down like 2 p.m. but like we got there like 1.50 but I guess they wanted a customer, so like, you know, yeah, you can just shoot it, shoot it off, and like, we're gonna close soon. And uh, she even had like a Glock, I think it's 19, but like, pink game character looking, uh, it's almost like a Fortnite 
avatar skin gun that she had. It, it was pretty cool. Um, I definitely felt the love of their uh, their love to the guns. And uh, yeah, if you ever go to Whistler, it's close to the uh, Pemberton Airport, and <laughs> shoot it away, and it closes 2 p.m. Um, and after that, we went back to Whistler Village, hang out with people, and drove back. Went to Kitsilano Beach, enjoy the sunset, like literally just like enjoying the bit of like last bit of summer. And even next day, uh, we all went to Deep Cove, which is like uh, it's called Indian Arm. It's almost like a river, eventually connected to the ocean. But it's divided by river, but it's almost like a lake, and you can go kayak, surfboard, like a little bit of marine sports like jet skis and you know little boats. And we went there from the morning and did uh, a hike. I don't know if I should call it a hike. It was pretty intense, but um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely too took too much of a psychedelics and I was a little bit tripping balls, but. Um, yeah, it was an amazing experience, and uh, we hiked half day, came back, got some smoothie, and went back to kayaking for a whole day. And it was so much fun, just so cool just being on the water, under the sun, and like find several islands, go on top of the island, and uh, nobody's there, nobody's got a foot in there. It's like carpets of moss. It just feels so nice. And watching the water ripples and reflection, it's just unreal. Man, I gotta give you that Vancouver or Canada. When it's nice, it's actually nice. And yeah, now I'm chilling at home, taking this podcast, talking to you guys. And. This is such a great balance for me to like just enjoy, have fun outside, and just stay inside and chill. Because one thing that little bit made me think when I went to skydiving was the staff there, especially、uh, the guys who went tandem with us. Of course, doesn't seem excited to go diving because they've done. Thousand times. I don't know if it was true, but like he said, he's done nine thousand jumps. But you know, they're experienced, and that's where they work. And even one of them said, like, when they opened the parachute, he, he said, like, "Welcome to my office." <laughs> I'm sure he does that to everyone. But but that's true. They're like, it's their daily life. Like that's how they live. And I had so much fun. When I'm jumping, because it's a rare experience for me, and I guess if I do that every day, I get used to it, I get the hang of it, I get probably get better, but like the excitement gets less and less. But if you never do it, you don't know how fun it is. <laughs> so I guess it's in. Really important to you know like keep the balance, and I guess it applies to not only skydiving but like anything in life. Like,、um, well, it's an extreme example, but like you know, oxygen or water,、uh, it's good for you. Like you should have certain amount, but like if you take too much, it get it becomes a poison. 
and if you have none, you can't. You cease to live.、Um, and you know, like things happen in life. There are good things, bad things. Most of the time, it's you know、uh, up to your perspective how you look at it. But I guess the one thing I realized is like the balance we have, and especially like how I grew up in Japan and here is totally different. The standard of the balance in life.、Um, I personally feel like. In Asian countries,、uh, we have to have more patience, and every once in a while, you get to have whatever you want. You know, like you patient, 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 and you get what you deserve. Whereas here, it's almost like、um, it, it's almost like every day you get to have something worthy. <laughs> Even though I guess it's a different environment, like if you're surviving in a harsh environment, then that's the spirit. Like every day counts. But if you have too much of a good shit, then your life start be, start to be you, you know like a little less appreciative, a little less exciting. And I guess the English. Expression for this is too much of a good thing. Too much can be as bad as too little, and the Japanese saying for it is a little bit difficult. But it's called sugitaruba. Oh, sorry, sugitaruba oyobazaru ga kotoshi. It's a bit old saying, but、um, it's a, it's a great phrase to remember. Sugitaruba oyobazaru ga kotoshi. So sugitaru is too much. Sugita, like over, like sugitaru. Wa, oyobazaru, not reaching to the satisfaction level. Like oyobanai, oyobazaru, meaning、uh, it hasn't reached to the benchmark. So either going over it, like either too much, is as terrible as. Not having enough. Ga gotoshi. Gotoshi wa same as. Sugitaru wa oyobazaru ga gotoshi. It means too much of a good thing. And too much can be as bad as too little. That will be like a literal meaning. But what it, what it wants to say is, you know, keep the balance. You know what I mean? Like, just don't. Abuse things <laughs> too much. I mean, when you practice something, or you know, like when you have to do, you have you got to do what you got to do. But、um, we can't have too much of a good thing all at once. And I mean, we could, but we should know that it could hurt you, or it wouldn't be as good as you think. It's the balance and continuous. Uh, habit and custom—it's almost like you know everyday practice is better than intensely do it for a week or a month, right?、Um, like little by little. This this is another proverb, but chiri motsumoreba yamatomeru. 
尻も積もれば山となる。Meaning dust. If, if you pile up the dust, it becomes a mountain. Meaning continuously doing something will eventually become something extraordinary. But、uh, yeah, anyway, I feel like <laughs> I'm enjoying maybe too much of、uh, Vancouver in this. Last dip of the summer, so I will try to stay chill and be ready to be back in Japan.、Um, so, yeah, hopefully, I can do、uh, a couple more times before I leave here. But once I go back to Japan, let's fucking link up and meet up. There are so many things I want to do and so many places I want to go with Joel. And thanks for tuning in. I always appreciate your feedback. And when, when I go back, you know what?、Well, we can actually talk in person. <laughs> I am excited to be back. Enjoy onsen, food, the quality of life. But, anyways, hope you guys are staying healthy. Keep chilling and enjoy your life. The key to that happiness is. Consisted of three things joy, satisfaction, and purpose. If you can find those, you're one step closer to the happiness. Alright, that's a wrap. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Lost in Japan!